Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fuck. So like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fuck with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't that. They literally stay right here. All right, y'all, I am here. I know it's a little bit late for y'all, but you know me, I'm always up and at them. So today is technically September 30th, 2019. We are already damn near into um, October, so that's the most wonderful time of the year. Y'all know why. So um, I decided to do a show called Vulnerability because so much... So many things have happened this week that were just extraordinary. And, you know, some things I keep to myself. But, you know, I always want to have conversations about things that maybe we don't talk about. Um, And one of those things is being vulnerable. And so there are these, like, huge, you know, misconceptions about vulnerability, you know, that – If you are vulnerable to a woman, you know, don't be vulnerable to these bitches. Don't let them, you know, see your soft side and things like that. And, um, you know, I I beg to differ, you know, Um, only because I feel like what we hide is actually what's really killing us. Now, I'm also a firm believer that feelings don't have any place in the workplace, and I originally entitled the show Stay Out Your Feelings because there ain't no money there. And then I decided to, um, you know, not do that and just come a little bit more sensitive since it is the church show. So I recently just got back from uh, Pittsburgh. My family's there. You know, my grandma, Audrey Mae, just recently celebrated a birthday. I believe she would have been 85 and um, we, I, I ended up going up there solo. 
You know, I don't mind the small drive up there. And I'm just in a phase where I'm moving past a lot of things, right? So it's not nothing personal. So I consider myself to be pretty down to earth. And one of the things I said that I was going to do when I got there is go to the Tree of Life um, synagogue. I'm not Jewish, but because I spent my summers in Pittsburgh, we, my aunt lived in an affluent neighborhood called Squirrel Hill. Squirrel Hill, if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, is literally predominantly Israeli Jewish. I'm talking about Hebrew, you know, things written in Hebrew. They have Hasidic Jews, Orthodox, unorthodox, unorthodox, Sephardic, just, you know, it, it is a huge, huge Jewish community. So when I heard about the synagogue mass shooting, which took place October 27, 2018, which is actually my baby sister's birthday, um, I was so upset because I knew that the synagogue was on Shady Avenue. And there are, I want to say I walked past at least three synagogues um, trying to get there because this is just, that's just what kind of neighborhood it is. So it was on my list of things to do when I got there because my aunt, bless her heart, uh, had a surgery. So y'all think that I always post my business, and quite frankly, I don't. I keep things that are near and dear to me, mostly private. And plus, I just, I don't need anybody throwing any type of blue headia on my family. So I wasn't there initially for business. I was there to make sure that my aunt was fine. So I get there, everything's cool, link up with an old friend. And just the amount of offensiveness that I felt, because this is, you know, it's fall, it's autumn now. We are in the autumn equinox, and just we have to get rid of dead things, right? So... I allowed myself some time. I haven't been dating. I haven't been on any dates. I haven't. I went on one date in one year, and it went well. You know, he went away to Mexico, bought me some things. I haven't seen him. You know, just schedules conflicting, things of such. So I go out with a friend of mine that I've known for over 20-some years, and um, I just I had a lot of disdain because I think that people think that who you were 20 years ago or 30 years ago is who you are today. And I'm just here to tell you that if you decided to switch up who you were yesterday to who you are today, that's your business and congratulations. Now, there are certain things that can be, you know, manipulated or changed, but then there are certain things that will never change. So me being loyal to the soil is one of those things. And so I always appreciate people that are loyal to the soil and that never fold it. So we were talking about, because he, you know, my friend spent 10 years in prison. We were talking about his best friend, uh, somebody that he was very, very close with, is the person who actually got on the stand and ratted on him. And, you know, that is something that is very, I actually made a post on my Instagram at miss.d.scott, and I said, we live in a rat culture. We celebrate people that don't honor certain codes, you know, so we sit up here and we sing all these songs that are in Latin or in different things like Omerta. You know, people don't even know that that's really an Italian, you know, code of silence. You know, La Costa Nostra, that's something else. And, you know, La Familia and all these different things. Like, we as black people are shouting them out in songs, not realizing what you're actually saying. 
so I finish up dinner with this person, and I realize I probably won't see them again for a while. And it was just amazing to me, the people that he told me that was there, the people that he told me weren't there for him. I was just shocked. And um, I walked away feeling like not so much that the situation was beneath me, but I walked away feeling like, you know, I made the right decision 20 years ago by keeping us friends and not dabbling in anything other than that. So the next morning when I get up, I go down and I decide I'm going to go get my bagels and lox with with, um, the capers and red onions and everything from uh, the bagel factory on uh, Murray Avenue. And the synagogue is a block past that. And so I walk up there, and this is about vulnerability. And y'all know I'm death sensitive, so as I'm walking there, I begin to feel just immense sorrow. So even before I got to the corner and realized this was the corner right here, I began to cry. And it is broad daylight. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on like a Tuesday. And so you walk up to the synagogue, and there is this big gray fence, like an industrial fence um, surrounding the front of the building flowers everywhere and pictures of things about love that children had drawn from all over the world. And one of them, these two took these two pictures took me completely the hell out. There was a picture that someone drew and I think the little girl may have been twelve years old. The pictures are on my Instagram, it's at miss.d.scott. And it says sending love from Columbine. Now the child that wrote it, I don't even think was born when Columbine happened. Then another one that took me completely out was the Parkland one. There were kids from Parkland that had um, sent pictures, paintings, you know, to tell them how sorry they were. And, y'all, I just looked at this synagogue, this beautiful place. I mean, just the architecturally is beautiful, encased with all these flowers around it and messages of love and hope and peace. And I just started sobbing. And everything is about perception. So I had on this black cat suit and I had on these black boots, and I just literally started sobbing. Like I'm talking about like uncontrollable. And it was crazy because people are driving down the street because there's a school down the street. And um, I think not that they have forgotten, but I think that, that level of vulnerability, we don't see that anymore. Nobody said anything to me. Nobody did anything. But I remember feeling so raw and so, like, it's almost like I can see the little kids, like, running from this man, a little blonde one with curly hair, to be specific. And it just took me a minute. So... Once that was over, I walked back to my aunt's house, and she was doing fine. And then I had a business meeting with um, a girlfriend. Now, this is the importance of networking. So she is the girl that I had the meeting with later on about um, real business in the casino. We had a meeting in the casino with some wine. We ended up talking for hours, just really clicking and, you know, just squashing around ideas. And I was able to be vulnerable with her in the sense of, 
there's a lot of people that steal intellectual property, you know, ideas and things like that and don't give you credit. I've had people steal my words, which is why I post less about what I'm doing with Zero Fucks and Zero Fucks Nation and, you know, 716 CBD and all these other things. And um, I was completely vulnerable with her. This is where you should get your, your packaging. This is where you should get your label. This is what you need to do. I give out free game all the time to people that I know will receive it. And I think it was, I can't remember which rapper it was. It wasn't Young Thug, I can't remember. But they were saying, like, Jay-Z will tell us that we need to get our money up, but Jay-Z's not going to tell us how to be a billionaire. And I think that within and of itself lends itself as to why he's not going to fucking tell you how he became a billionaire because who has this question and who asked that? Who says, how do you do it? What do you mean, how did he do it? First of all, look who he's married to. A lot of y'all are out here running blind, deaf, and dumb because you've made an improper decision for your mate. Yeah, your broad is raggedy. And so, therefore, by, by proxy, by default, you're raggedy too, okay? Sticking to the code, you, you don't fold when you know the code. Life is just a continuous hustle. That's all life is, is a continuous hustle. And until we start having conversations. So another thing I didn't mention is where that synagogue is, my actual biological grandmother lives right around the corner um, in Squirrel Hill. And it's amazing to me that I feel nothing. And so I allowed myself some moments of vulnerability um, a couple of days ago because I made a decision because y'all know I'm finishing up the book and I made a decision not to write very specific things in the book because I feel like it would alter my family dynamic or hurt my family in some type of way. And it's so goddamn crazy because my homegirl, Lisa, was like, you need to watch Clean Sugar. So, of course, you know, I'm sitting here watching, binge-watching this show, and it's so difficult because, I mean, Ava and them did an excellent job writing this, and it's so rich in text that you really have to pay attention when you're watching the show. And in the show, they show Nova Bordelon, um, the beautiful uh, dark-skinned girl with the with the dreads, um, the sister, they show her writing about their father, and she says, well, you always told me to tell the truth. And she said, yes, I want you to tell your truth, and that's fair. So there are certain levels and certain things that just this week I had to regurgitate and remember and be vulnerable about, and that was one of them. Um, There is no peace within your soul without vulnerability. So I've always lived my life, not not so much YOLO, not, you know, you only live once, but mostly in this realm while I have this time. Excuse me, y'all, while I have this time on earth. What is it that I need to say to you? Now, y'all know me for saying 90% negative and wrong shit. But there is a vulnerable time where I tell my son I love him every day. Every day, every day, every day. It's 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 like flow so simply off my tongue. Um, I'm in a position right now where 
I know that I have to forgive certain people that I'm never going to get an apology from, which that's not what I want. Y'all know that. But I probably will never speak to again. So you have to have a level of vulnerability to say this person hurt me. And so my memory was jarred the other day because I ran into somebody and thought that I would be okay and I really wasn't. And so my memory was jarred and I had to realize that the experience that I had with this person was not healed. So although I passed all the other these men or when it came to being triggered by being around a particular man or being, you know, around a particular situation, that wasn't it. Now I need to work on my interpersonal relationship with women. And it has not always been easy. So I had to allow myself to be vulnerable the other day to the point where, again, just an emotional week, I almost broke down crying because I almost made a wrong choice. And, you know, that that remains to be, you know, seen, but I almost made a wrong choice because in that moment I allowed my anger to come through and be angry about something and be embarrassed about something and be upset about something. When you suppress those emotions for too long, they come out some kind of way. You're either a hoe-ass broad, you're, you got daddy issues, like it, it's going to come out. So now I'm more interested in working on trying to lead with love as opposed to I'll punch you in the face. And the reason that that's important is because the type of relationship that I want that's going to be with a man, my partner, right, he has to be vulnerable too. And I think that I I told you all, I feel bad sometimes because my relationships, and they're always so tragic. It's like a fuck, it's like a, a meteor, like piercing the earth's skin and like landing and then just creating this big black hole like in the earth. That's that's what my feelings are like. And so I feel like there are a lot of times that not that people not that men took me for a joke, but they were just kinda like, She's not serious about me and you could have been like the most serious thing for me ever and I just feel like I wasn't comfortable enough with you know, these men or any man to really expose my feelings and I realize that I'm probably not the most feminine girl there is you know I am you want to go toe for toe you want to go tit for tat I'll go tit for tat and then I'm gonna flip the board off the table and then we're not playing anymore so one of the lessons that I learned this week was that um I'm a little bit more bougie than I thought I thought that I was a little bit more hood than what I am um that I forgive myself for for being in embarrassing situations um another lesson I learned this week was that life is just super precious man like it's you know my aunt went into surgery and we were there when they were doing the anesthesia and it was crazy because I knew my mom was around because my you know so the room the number that is associated with my mother the room number was that exact number so I knew that she was there and I remember um, 
them signing the paperwork for the anesthesiologist, and I remember telling my aunt when I had my surgery that that was the moment that I broke down crying, and she says, why? And I said, well, because they're basically telling you that while you're under, something happens, like, and you die, like, there's a slim chance, or there's still a chance, right, you know? And I remember them telling me that, but I was having a very different surgery, and, um, I remember thinking to myself, like, y'all are taking my superpowers, and they're like, why are you crying? You know, so I'm just in a space where I'm understanding that life is very fragile. You know, it's very delicate. And, you know, it sounds so cliche, but while you love somebody, tell them. If you don't love them, tell them. If you want to be friends, tell them. If you're sorry about something, And not because you feel bad, but because you made someone else feel bad. That's why I don't accept apologies. You're accepting apologies because you're you're giving apologies because you feel bad about something. No, say I'm sorry to me because you are trying to identify with how you hurt someone. Okay? Don't apologize to me because that's just a nice thing to do. Because I'll reject it. No, actually, I don't accept your apology and get out. Um... I think that me shedding all these tears is um, vulnerability. I think that anyone that was driving past me um, in front of the synagogue felt away because these are dry heave cries that I'm crying, you know. Um, The other thing I learned this week is that I need to – I can't explain, like, I haven't done anybody wrong, you know, I haven't, but there are people that I feel felt unloved, or they felt unworthy, or they felt that I wasn't into them as much as they were into me, and this is a common theme, and I'm so upset about it, because, like, to you men, like, if you knew how deeply infatuated I was, with you, you know, whenever I'm dating you, y'all would be like, she's a nutbag. But I can't, not that I can't show that, I didn't show that because, you know, it wasn't necessary. And then that makes me like all the other girls, you know, that you're going to have sex with because you have community penis, which is another issue within and of itself. But I feel like times are changing the feelings that I'm getting are now more from a place of um, trying to help people. But now I'm starting to develop more boundaries because I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable and say, hey, this is something that hurt me. And you're not going to fucking do that again. But maybe you hurt me because inadvertently I hurt you because I didn't tell you how important you were to me or because I didn't tell you how proud I was of you. Or because I didn't tell you that I would always have your back, okay? Or because I didn't tell you that me saying this does not mean that I'm abandoning you or that I'm not dealing with you anymore. It just means I'm trying to protect myself because that's that's really what we do, right? When we're going through something and we're so tight-lipped about our feelings and our emotions, right, that ride like waves anyway, right, it's because we're trying to protect ourselves because a boundary has been crossed. So you'll see, like, for example, kids that have been abused, whether it's physically or sexually, you can't just go hug them. You can't just go steal a kiss. 
you know, you might be driving and that might have been okay for you to grab my breast in the car, right? But it might not be okay for you to do that to someone that has been raped. So we have to be vulnerable enough, just even if you do it in your room with yourself, to say, you know what, some bad things have happened and now I'm going to set up boundaries so that they don't happen again. But if they do, I'm prepared. I'm not triggered, right? Part of, you know, me and my mom used to have this conversation about home remedies and things like that because that's what she was into. And I remember her saying that the reason that a lot of kids are getting sick is because they're being shielded from germs. What if you just dipped in, got your daily dosage of germs, and then washed your hands or whatever it is that you needed to do, you would start building up immunity to that. And one of the things that we talked about was fevers and about the fact my mom, when we were little, would let our fever spike, and then she would do what she needed to do to get our body temperature and everything back down. But if you don't allow the fever to spike and you let it just keep burning and then you keep trying to medicate it and things like that, it's never going to go down because you weren't vulnerable enough to say, I'm going to allow my body to take care of itself. And then I'm going to throw in an antibiotic or whatever it is I need to do because I have a fever. But we don't let things get to a place where they're out of control because we're scared of that. I'm not scared. We're scared of that. And so maybe it's because the last time we were out of control, we had no boundaries and no one had any boundaries towards us and everybody, it was just a free-for-all. And guess who got hurt? You. And so I'm definitely going to take some time to, and I got a busy, like, listen, my schedule is so packed right now, just filling up just just because I got to get outside. But one of the lessons I learned this week was that, you know, it's okay for me to be vulnerable. I don't necessarily want to be vulnerable with a man or with a woman or just even a friend, you know. Um, I really need to be vulnerable with myself and start answering the questions as to why I behave the way that I do, which isn't bad, but it's just I'm truly 100% across the board, not with the shits. I'm not. Um, I think that... Seeing just, I, I just, I'm very concerned right now that life is so fragile. We just lost um, two people that I knew, like, you know, in passing, and one of them was a younger woman, you know, she, I don't even think she was 40 years old, died, cab driver, dead. Life is just too fragile. I'm not telling you to go love Jones and jump on the side of somebody's train and run down the street screaming, Nina. I'm not asking you to do nothing, love Jones. But I'm asking you to think about what if you did? What if you as a man were just that vulnerable enough that you ran down a platform to a train just to look at her and tell her that you loved her? You know, because some some of our ancestors can't hear us anymore because they're not here in the physical realm. You know, so I'm going to leave you guys a song. It's just, it's a very solemn week for me. You know, I'm going to probably be back guns blazing on a Tell the Truth Tuesday. But for right now, there's something going on. New moon always has me very emotional, whereas full moon, I feel very powerful. I feel very strong. I'm like, fuck you. You know, new moon, I'm like an emotional wreck. 
I get agitated, and really all I want to do is be able to be vulnerable enough with someone that you receive it and not think it's a game. Because haven't we just gotten so accustomed and so used to people playing games that you're just like, if someone tells you they love you and they'll, you know, kill someone for you, like just crazy stuff that people say when they're in love, and you can't receive that, you have work to do. So in closing, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite uh, fall Maybong Sawin songs, and it is Phil Collins, y'all. And tune in for Tell the Truth Tuesday on Tuesday. I should be here. Shouldn't be no issue. I'll have big news on Tuesday, too, coming from an event that I'll be going to this week.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.